So it's Sunday, November the 11th, down at uh, Marazine on the beach, Mounts Bay, beautiful day for the Mounts Bay Remembrance Run. It's about four miles, it's across the beach. Never done this one before. It's gonna be a really interesting uh, recording. So there's probably gonna be lots of heavy breathing going on in this. And the race is due to start at two minutes past 11. Uh, at 11 o'clock, there is gonna be a two minutes silence for Remembrance Sunday. It's quite a big atmosphere growing here. Lots of people around. It's the first sunny day we've had down here in Cornwall for about five weeks. So it's, it's just beautiful and um, it's, just, uh, it's just great that it's so sunny on such a, an important day uh, where we're all gonna go and enjoy. And everyone's mainly wearing red as well, which is fantastic. So, uh, oh, and I think I'm about to miss the team photograph. We're off. Two minutes silence and we're away across the beach. Sun is shining great. It's a mad cavalry charge. There's no obvious route here, it's just follow the follow somebody I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be the same Rob if I wasn't talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in great spirits this morning. It's a great sea of red people running across this beach. No idea whether we're going to get any mile markers, anything like that. But well, here we are. We're all lucky enough to be able to run. That's the great thing, isn't it? And what a great day! Sun shining. Got the people with dogs on leads. No idea what we're going to encounter. I'm told this race is quite tough. So first bit of wet underfoot. Tide is quite well out. So it's muddy bit to run through. Oh and now the terrain has changed. That's proper sticky beach terrain now. So into cobbles. Watch your foot in on here. Get seaweed around as well. Oh, over a little stream. Got the new wigwam socks on today. I don't think they're going to make any difference to the wet. So, oh, and now we've got a huge river to cross. And it is fast flowing. <laughs> right, here we go. You can hear this through the river. Oh, we're getting swept away here. Oh, we survived that bit. Three minutes into the run, we're already soaked. Ah. Oh, shoes now. Wigwam socks have soaked up most of that river, I think. So shoes are feeling really heavy. Hello, Laura. I'm well. How are you? Don't ask. Huh? Don't ask. Don't ask. Okay. <laughs> but you're, you're out and you're running. That's the good thing. Yeah. What a lovely day, isn't it? How are your chickens? How are 
I've kept your egg box, I was going to drop it back to you. Because oh, I used to have chickens and one of the things was always trying to get the egg boxes back. Absolutely. So you've still got a supply. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the nicest day we've had for several weeks. I've been enjoying your podcast. Have you? Yeah. I'm recording one right now. Alright. Yeah. Well, Unfortunately, I haven't got the second microphone organised yet, so otherwise I'll be holding it like that, so when you're talking I'll be picking you up, but next time, so it may pick bits of you up from my uh, little stick on here. I like to do with Colin and Nick where they said about having loads of pizzas and then going for a 12 mile run. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been very interesting the things that people have revealed about their eating and drinking habits, picking their eating habits. So we're cutting down towards the seafront now. And ooh, people are running just slightly in the shallow water. Is that a better tactic than not? I don't know. Let's try it. Actually, it is. It's much better. Okay, well, that's the first mile. 8.55. I wasn't expecting that really. I think that's. There's a marshal. Thank you, Marshall. Big pipes on our right. Uh, thank you, Marshall. Don't know what they are. They're coming from. So in the village. Looks like a pretty, pretty clean water actually coming out. Clearly, the horror stories of yonder year. Of goodness knows what was coming out of those pipes onto the beach are long gone. Hopefully. We're stretching out. Looks like the railway line on our right. The sea defence boulders. Actually, they're pretty impressive boulders. Want a couple of those in your garden? Cost you a fortune. Not the sort of thing you can pick up and put in your car. Unless you want to kill yourself and crush your car. I can see why Red Rum used to train on the Southport beaches to build his stamina to win the Grand National three times way back in the day quick quiz question anybody listening to this podcast you've got 30 seconds to name the three years that Red Rum won the Grand National three times give you a clue there was a three year gap between two of the wins well two races when he came second. Okay, the answer is 73, 74, 77, 75, 76 second. Amazing feat. I was a young boy watching the Grand National when he won it the first time. And uh, it's, you know, not everybody's a fan of horse racing, but he was miles behind. Well, horse called Crisp in 1973 and looked like no chance of winning. I mean, not far to go, but then Crisp, Written by a guy called Richard Pittman began to wobble and Red Run just kept at the same steady pace pretty much running the whole race out all him in one just nicked it on the line so the moral of the story for running there is that even though someone's in front of you don't panic because if your pace is going well and they're beginning to wobble you will catch them up you just got to get the timing right 
and the best timing of all of course is just nicking ahead with literally a few strides to go because they're not going to come back at you don't get past them too early might revive them okay so we've been going for one and two thirds of a mile people coming back towards me so I could do an almighty cheat here just spin around here pretend I'm in the lead <laughs> oh dear I've been spotted well then Rob we've got a little jump here it is like the Grand National the turnaround point is coming into sight well that's two miles 820 that one blimey this is quick so we're closing on the turning point around the back of the drink station and then we go tucking in behind the drink station back out the other side thank you Marshall slight uh, into wind now as expected you'll probably hear the wind now it doesn't feel like it's really windy but clearly it's quite windy still knocking out nine minute miles so pretty pleased with that and back up to the to Michael's Mount to my right hand side looking terrific there's Mr Dalton just gone past uh, former head teacher Coverack Primary School where my children started or finished their primary school education uh, uh, looking out for Richard Moore uh, with his he's got bright yellow gloves on he may have gone through by now here he is, here's Richard Moore everybody of course has got a a link to the remembrance occasion but as time marches on generations pass and it's easy to lose touch and I think my children would really know about well my granddad fought in the war in first world war alongside I think two of his brothers one who definitely didn't come back he might have had more brothers I don't know I should know really but he'd, my granddad died when I was four he was but my dad said that like most people who fought in the first world war he never actually talked about the first world war at all it's incredible isn't it when you think about it because you get the impression that people in those days were young people were quite fit they wouldn't have been out running probably just their day-to-day labor intensive lives I know where they worked hard on the farms and in the factories and provided their own transport to get there cycle walk whatever and you can imagine can't you my granddad and his brothers in a small village called Donington on Bay in Lincolnshire chances are they would have never been more than a few miles from home and suddenly they're going off to fight a war in a foreign country so you can kind of understand can't you in a sense that it's all going to be over by Christmas guys let's go on this adventure together attitude because they just didn't know well no one did really did they what was going to happen how it was going to pan out but it must have been in a sense quite exciting for them to be getting signed up 
to join up to leave their home village and go as brothers I don't know whether the brothers stayed together I think they probably did what was amazing is how communication worked because they wrote letters home the families wrote letters to them I mean how did they get all that information back and forth so seamlessly that was incredible most of you listening to this podcast have probably never written a letter to a loved one maybe you should write a letter to a loved one not just a little note but a proper letter we just got over a mile to go 1.15 it is the most wonderful day and aren't we lucky to be here running this and to be able to run it so if you're listening to this podcast get this date in your diary for next year and come and take part in this event I will be doing an episode before Christmas rounding up my entire year and steering you towards the best events that I've encountered today is uh, run number 118 for me this year hey I'm now running in the sea it's caught me off my guard there but what a great feeling suddenly I don't care if anybody goes past me oh <laughs> that's a bit it's great running in the sea but <laughs> then I'm suddenly sinking in the sea I think one of the best things about a running race is the last bit when all the hard work's over you know you're going to finish and in a sense you don't want to finish you just want to keep it going thank you Marshall the sun glinting off the sea it's tremendous keep saying how lucky we are but you know we need to we are lucky <laughs> come on let's face it we are lucky to be able to do this just back in the sea slightly there there's a spaniel going past spaniels love the sea there is a runner attached to that spaniel oh four miles 927 uh, 35.20 so under an arm minute mile pace which uh, I'm pretty pleased with that that's I'm more than pleased with it I'm really pleased with it whoa that water caught me out a bit it can be very deceptive the sea you think you're running in a straightish line and then the sea suddenly comes at you I think it's every seventh wave is the longest one now I've got the river crossing here we go Ooh. and then we go again we don't want to oh sorry Marshall yeah. unnecessary splashing of a Marshall coming over the top imagine if this was those soldiers we're gonna moan about being wet for an hour they'd have been wet for a whole winter well, I'm ready to sprint finish here, of sorts. Oh, there we go. Ooh. Time now, exactly 40. Thank you very much. Hi.